Hey friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chels is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Cup of Chills podcast. This is episode number 30, where I wanted to visit on a subject that I have been dealing with the last couple of days, and maybe you have too. So in the last episode, number 29, with my good friend Gina, if you haven't listened to that one, please do so. We touched on something that I wanted to just dig a little deeper into today, and that's why I decided to lay this down for you. The last couple of days have just been really off for me. Anybody else? I know that there's so much going on in the world right now. Everybody is feeling probably the just added pressure of not having maybe a normal routine. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us, you know, kids have started back to school and we don't know whether to send them because the rules are just different. Some of us are still homeschooling our kiddos. With all of this, you know, money's tight, relationships are probably feeling a little static right now. And just the energy overall feels a little heavy, not to mention the Black Lives Matter movement that is so prevalent in our country and just racial injustice and our LGBTQ community as well. With everything that's going on, it's no wonder we're all feeling off if you are, or that things just don't seem to be right. You know, we've lost our sense of normal. We're adapting to this new normal and we're trying to change in a world where we don't even know what's happening from day to day, right? Anyone else feeling that? So for me, the last few days, something has just been off. I haven't been my super happy chipper self. I am still showing up. I am still putting my best foot forward, but I wanted to just let you know some things that I do when I'm in a funk and need to shake things up. Because when I'm in a funk, it, man, it just kind of creates a ripple effect all around me. You know, I'm not one to hide emotion (laughs) on my face. If you know me in person, I'm not a good liar. Let's put it that way. I'm pretty easy to read and I'm pretty much an open book. And I'm totally comfortable with talking about things and with sharing what's going on with me, especially with my close friends, right? So, When I have off days and maybe there isn't anybody to talk to, it can be a little difficult. It can feel pretty lonely. And you start, for me, I start to tell myself these lies of something's wrong with me, you know, when really, in fact, nothing's wrong with us when we're going through something bad, at least in my opinion. If we're having heavy emotions, something's just shifted within us. So 
This past Tuesday, and by the time you're hearing this, this will have been a couple of weeks ago, but this past Tuesday, I had this moment of clarity where I needed to start writing. And when these moments of inspiration or creativity hit me, I do my best to get it out down on paper, to hit that record button, to do whatever it takes to, you know, sometimes it's just a voice memo on my phone, but anything it takes to make sure I jot it down. Otherwise it'll slip out of my mind. And then, then I'll have the negative self-talk because it's like, Oh, I'm struggling to try to remember what that great idea was, or, you know, just the idea was, but this particular one, I just started writing. And I think I may have touched on this in a previous episode, but this concept of one more. So I was listening to a podcast episode with Ed Milet and Jay Shetty, and Ed was talking about one more. And I, I, I do think that I touched on this in episode number 28, perhaps. I need to confirm that. But either way, if you've been listening through, it's worth hearing again. So he talks about this concept of one more of sending that extra text message, you know, telling somebody you love them one more time, giving them an extra hug. You know, if you're working out one more rep, um, if you're running, you know, one more mile or, you know, one more hard push, you know, this concept of one more, because I think we all have just one more in us, right? He also flips it to say, what if this was the last one? What if this is the last time that I get to see my husband walk out the door? What if this is the last time that I get to talk to my mom on the phone? I have held this concept for a long time and didn't really realize it until I started free flow writing the other day. And it's weird because while I didn't have it in those words specifically, I always turned it to a song, Garth Brooks. And when that came out, I think, oh, I must have been around eight or so. Anyway, the song was If Tomorrow Never Comes. Well, when I was younger, around that time, around eight years old, my uncle, my mom's brother was tragically taken from us. It was a loss that I fell deeply and still feel deeply about because he left this world too soon, in my opinion. And my Uncle Doug was a man that was larger than life. Such a big personality. He was so fun and funny. He always reminded me of John Candy in a way. Anybody that knows John Candy, I think all of y'all do. He was just so full of life and so fun to be around. And the way he left us was so tragic and so heartbreaking. And I never really thought about it in a way of me being a little child and how that affected me. You know, I've talked, or I haven't talked, but I've talked with friends. I've talked with friends about 
healing, right? Healing our childhood wounds. And I think in my life, in these almost 39 years, I have experienced so much loss. And for me, because it's my life, it feels normal in a sense. You know, this is what everyone does. Most people have lost their grandparents, you know, maybe an uncle or an aunt. But I realized when I started writing that this loss of my uncle happened so young. You know, grandparents, when we lose them, I think they're older. So in some way, we can rationalize that when we're young, and then we just move on with life. And while I'm writing, and I'm talking about my Uncle Doug and my writing, and this whole concept of, you know, if tomorrow never comes, of one more, of what if this is the last one, something happened. And I just immediately lost all this energy. And then my stomach hurt. And what I think happened was that there must have been something I had been holding on to energetically since I was little from the loss of my uncle that was released. And when I say my stomach hurt, like it hurt, like you know, TMI, but straight to the bathroom, you know, several times. And then my energy was just, just completely drained to the point where I didn't, I really just wanted to go to bed before that, you know, I'd go to bed early that night. And this energy shift has trickled in the last couple of days. I've only got so much energy to put out there and to give to other people right now. You know, I feel like I don't even have enough energy to give to myself. And so it got me thinking, you know, I still have to show up. I still have to show up for my clients in real estate. I still have to show up as a wife to Ronnie, as a friend, as a daughter. And I need to be here. I need to be here for others, but most importantly, I need to be here for myself. And so what do I do when I'm feeling off? When I'm feeling like I don't have enough in me? And I think that there's a lot of different things that you can do, but I want to share what helps me and what has worked for me before. Because maybe if you're feeling off, or have felt off, or know you will feel off because we all go through emotions. And if you're having a great day, a great week, that's amazing. And celebrate that. It's huge. Hold on to it. But there most likely will be a day when you're just not 100%. So what do I do? I know I've talked about this a lot, but I journal. I write it out as much as I can. And journaling, just like I shared earlier, can be free flow writing for me and it can be so healing. Now, the last couple days when I started free flow, free flow writing about my uncle, I wasn't expecting it to shift my energy so drastically. 
But sometimes we need that shift. We need to release whatever we're holding on to. And for me, writing it out helps me do that. And I've never felt such a powerful shift before. So it definitely needed to come out. I am so glad that I listened to my intuition when it was telling me, go write this down. Because I believe that it's healing me. And we have to work through our pain in order to be healed. I know I've said this before as well, but when we have all of our emotions and the negative emotions, if you sit there and you try to stifle it, if you try to push it down, it will come out sideways. It'll come out in a way that you don't expect or that you don't like. It'll come out in a way where you're not being your highest self and maybe you take out all of that pain and discomfort and negativity on someone else. For me, that's not me. That's not who I am. And I don't believe that any of us are. I don't believe that any of us have that much hate in our heart. I believe at the core, we are all good, but it's what we choose to do with the pain that makes us have our different characteristics that creates our personality. So writing it out in a journal, I try to do every single day. Some days I'm feeling great. And guess what? All I'm going to do on those days, typically, is just write everything I'm grateful for. And then I'll pray for my brothers and sisters out there who aren't having a great day. You know, on the days when I'm feeling off, like I have been lately, then I'll write about that pain. I'll set a timer. I'll just free flow write if I don't have any other commitments that I have to rush off to and just let it out. And sometimes I don't even know what's going to come out. And that's the really cool part. Just like the other day, I didn't know that was all going to come out, but it did. And it was healing. So journaling is such a great therapeutic tool that you can start doing immediately. That doesn't cost you anything. I recommend using pen and paper, but even just doing a voice memo and talking it out, maybe when you're on a walk or something or in front of your computer and just writing a note to yourself or a letter to yourself. And I know a lot of people may have some hesitation with the journaling because A, they may not know where to start or B, they're worried about somebody else reading it. I don't worry about stuff like that. And maybe that's easier said than done, but I believe in being an open book with people. And if I've got something that's heavy and on my heart and I put it out in my journal and somebody else has the guts to read it, maybe it's something that they need to read. Maybe it's something that they're going through that they need to read and work through themselves. So... If you're feeling upset or off or down, are you just in a funk and you have no idea why or what's going on? First of all, stop with the negative self-talk. There's nothing wrong with you. 
You're just having an emotion, a human emotion, and there's ways to work through it and grow through it. So I believe in journaling and something you can do, like I said, is set a timer, you know, set a timer for five minutes, put on some soothing music or anything that you like, or just silence and just write. Don't edit. Don't correct yourself. Let it be messy. Man, when I'm in flow, my penmanship is crazy. It is all over the place. Sometimes I go back and I can't really even read what I wrote, but it had to get out. And my thoughts happen so fast sometimes that my hand can't keep up, right? So set a timer for five minutes and just let it out, friend. Get it all out. You know, if the timer goes off and you're not done, keep going. Another way to journal well is to give yourself a prompt. You know, you can look up prompts everywhere online. They're readily available. There's several people out there that even have, you know, you can sign up and get a daily prompt, journal prompt. But maybe you just write on the top of your page, like, how can I be better today? How can I show up best for everyone around me today? What is it that is making me feel this way? You know, just ask yourself a question, write it at the top of your page and start answering it. And again, it's worth repeating. Don't edit yourself. Let it all come out. So we've got journaling. Something else I like to do is get outside, get in nature. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just, I have to laugh for a second because I'm, you know, I'm in this funk, you know, the other day I'm crying. I don't even know why I'm crying, but I'm choosing not to beat myself up over crying and calling myself all the bad names that I used to do. My past self was ugly. Like my past self talk was ugly to myself. Anybody else? Like I would tell myself, oh, you're stupid. You need to get it together. Like, what are you crazy? Ugh, just the ugliest things. Things I would never say out loud to another human being. Yet I chose to say them to myself. Isn't that ridiculous? We all do that. I don't know any person out there that has not talked so ugly to themselves and said things that they would never say to their best friend, to their daughter, to their mother. Yet for some reason we justify that it's okay to talk to ourselves like that. BS, man. That is complete crap. And we need to stop it. And the first step to stop the negative self-talk is to realize that you're doing it in the first place. So I sidetracked a little there, but I needed to say that to you. So I'm in this funk and I'm crying and I'm just like, okay, I just need to talk to somebody. So I called up my friend Mel and I was just talking to her about this. And I'm like, man, I really think something shifted in me. Like I just had this major energy shift, you know, and we're talking about that's healing. And maybe I'm not even healing just myself, but healing generations, you know, and I can get into all of that later, but 
really, it was therapeutic to be talking to someone else about this for starters. But she said something, she's like, just get out in nature, go touch a tree. (laughs) And I had to like, I was awesome. It was perfect timing, because I just had to die laughing, you know, and that that right there just like broke the cycle of the tears and the little sadness that I was feeling. But being in nature truly does recenter me. And I know it works for a lot of people too. So while I'm not out there like necessarily hugging trees, but I'll just take a walk. I will put on my shoes. I will put in my headphones. I'll put on some music. I'll put on a podcast. Sometimes I don't listen to anything and I just go. I just walk. And that has helped me in so many ways. And I'll tell you what, on days when I don't move my body, that makes me off. So you see how it can be this kind of cycle. When I'm not putting myself first and choosing to get out there and move and to be in nature, because I know intuitively that that's what grounds me, when I put everything else first before that, that puts me in a funk. And then guess what? I got to get out of that funk. So I go for a walk when instead I could be proactive and just do it in the first place. But if you're in a funk and you haven't been, you know, on a good routine, you haven't been caring for yourself, get outside. Seriously, get outside. Walk around barefoot. You know, sit in the grass, make yourself a picnic, lay in a hammock, go swimming, just be outdoors. And I really think moving your body is such a therapeutic thing to do as well. Not to mention it's great for your health, right? So I journal, I move my body, I get in nature. I talk to friends. I think talking through things is one of the best things that we can do as well. You know, if you don't have a therapist or a counselor, anybody that you're talking to, I'm sure you have a friend or family member that you can reach out to, somebody that you can talk to that is not going to cast judgment on you, somebody that will just hold space for you. And if you don't have anybody like that, I am happy to be that person for you, truly. I am happy to hold space so that you can talk through and work through whatever it is that you need to. I don't know about you, but I am a verbal processor. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling until I start talking to my friends, talking to my husband, and then it all just comes out. And then I feel better, like usually instantly feel better about things. I've managed to talk it out enough that I've worked through whatever I was going through that I can move on from it. And essentially, that's what we all want when we're in a funk. We just want to move on. So being in a funk isn't a bad thing. It means you're learning a lesson or you're healing something. But know and tell yourself that it's temporary, that you eventually will be out of this. And then do whatever it takes to get yourself out of it. So talking to a friend, like I said, is also a great thing or talking to anybody that can hold the space for you, journaling, moving your body, being in nature, 
And what about just dancing? What about just putting on your favorite jams? Maybe, maybe you're not dancing. Maybe music is so therapeutic for me all like, and honestly, I think what's been hardest about this COVID is not going to see live music. Because if you know me, if you know Ronnie at all, that's our jam, man. Going out to music festivals, to concerts, live music, it fills our soul so much. And not being able to have done that can create a rift, right? Again, back to this, we're out of our normal. We're having to adapt to a new normal. And live music isn't readily available, not in person anyway. So I love to be in my car and just listen to whatever it is I want to listen to. And when I'm having a funky day, usually it's maybe what (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have to laugh because it's like, I'm sure Ronnie would be like, why are you listening to depressing music? I love Adele, man. I love to just like put Adele on. I know all the words to what is it? I think album 19. And I will just sing my little heart out in my car windows down sometimes and just blast it. I don't care who's around me. I don't care who's watching me. I just need to get it out. So singing, dancing, music, talk about therapy. That is so good. It's so good for my soul. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure there is a go-to song that you have, a go-to playlist that can totally just shake things up for you in the positive way. And sometimes I think we just need a distraction, you know, I would say, though, to make your distraction with caution. I would say don't get so into work, into something else, a project maybe, that you're so distracted that you're not actually dealing with what's bothering you, but you're pushing it aside. But sometimes, especially in the heat of it, we need to let ourselves feel whatever it is that we're feeling, forgive ourselves know that it'll pass and go do something different. Get back into work, you know, maybe work on that hobby. Maybe you work on that passion project, that side hustle, whatever it looks like. Distract yourself for a little bit. It'll get your mind off of it, at least to a point where you can be in a higher vibrational mood that then you're able to look at the situation with a clear set of eyes. But again, don't distract yourself out of it where you're going to push those emotions down. I hope that makes sense. I hope I said that clearly enough. Because I think that's something we can do too. You know, I think a lot of people don't want to deal with things, so they'll bury themselves in their work and they'll hustle, hustle, hustle. And then before you know it, They've added even more stress because they haven't dealt with what's at the core and what they need to get through, you know? So just be careful of that. But I do think that there's time and place for a good distraction as well. And really that's, I mean, those are the things that I go to all the time. You know, I will, I'll meditate a lot too. Sometimes that's a little more difficult for me to do if I'm in the heat of the moment of emotion. Like if I'm crying and stuff, meditating doesn't really help me. What helps me is to just cry it out and to just chill 
and sometimes even take a nap. And then I wake up and it's like, okay, now I can go do something else. Now I can get into my meditation. Now I can journal even more. Now I can go for that run or walk. But meditation is such a good way to just be still and to just stop and to reflect and to just let your mind chill the F out. (laughs) Seriously, let your mind relax. Meditation does that for me. Even if I'm just counting my breaths, you know, doing breath work along with meditation or breath work as opposed to meditation, breath work itself is its own form of meditation, in my opinion. And you can look up all kinds of YouTube videos and stuff for different meditations for breath work, but simply just taking a moment and breathing and focusing on your breath can really shift things. It can really recenter you. It can really ground you. It can really get you back to your core essence. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Like I said, I felt compelled to record this right now because I wanted to do it in a moment when I'm still in a funk, when I'm on the tail end of it, for sure. But I wanted it to come across as raw and real for you. And I hope that my tools that I know that they work for me. And I hope that there's one or all of them that can work for you. It's something you can start incorporating for yourself. And truly, if you've got something else that I didn't mention that works for you when you're in a funk, let me know. Man, I'm always open to hear new ideas and to try out different things. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'll be your guinea pig, you know? One thing I won't do is drink it out. <laughs> so, but just be kind to yourself is all I've got to say. And where I want to end this is just be gentle with yourself. Give yourself some grace. You probably need it more than you even know. You've probably been beating yourself up. You Most likely when you're in a funk, you're having that negative self-talk. You're pushing too hard. And maybe what you need to do is just rest. That's something I didn't add in there, but sometimes just resting is one of the best things you can do. So listen to your body. Listen to those feelings. Don't push them down because they will come out sideways. And that's not what we want, right? We don't want that for ourselves and we don't want that for the people around us either. I thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, This is, it's been really healing for me and I hope that it resonated with you in some way. But again, if you've got any other ideas, shoot me a DM over on Instagram at the Chelsea Holden. I'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot. Let me know you're listening and I will talk to you next time. Love and light. Adios. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chelsea. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.